Welcome to Let's Talk More Confidence, a podcast dedicated to providing you the knowledge to become more confident in your wellness journey. I'm your host, Aaliyah Irvin. So let's jump into today's topic. Hello, Confidence Squad. What's going on? Let's start in with our check-in. How are we doing today? Let's see. How am I doing today? I think I'm doing all right. At the time I'm recording this, it's Mother's Day. I had a decent day. Um, My daughter, she's eight. She had this big idea to cook me breakfast in bed. Um, So I went to work out this morning and it was funny because she came into my room. She's like, oh man, I wanted to do something for you, but you're going to work out. And I'm like, girl, 730, I'll be back. And I knew she just wanted to make me breakfast. So when I got back, you know, she knows how to make eggs. That's her go-to. When grandma came into town, she took the time and taught her how to make eggs. So she made scrambled eggs. Now she knows how to crack the eggs, scramble the eggs. Um, You know, we're working on her seasoning skills, but I still pour the milk for her because I don't really measure. I just pour the milk. And, you know, when the ancestors tell me to stop, then I stop. And then I have to turn the stovetop on for her. Um, But she sprays the pan and does everything else she cooks the eggs and stuff like that so you know while she's doing that I'm actually prepping my breakfast for the week because I love hot breakfast and I typically eat after I get to work so I prep my breakfast and um, when she's done cooking the eggs I say so what else were you gonna cook me for breakfast And she says, oh, well, I was going to make you some toast. And I'm like, I don't have any bread. And so earlier in the week, I asked them, like, what did they need from the grocery store? Because I knew she was going to cook me breakfast. And all they told me was all the snacks that they wanted. I want yogurt covered raisins and, you know, this snack and that snack. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I, I did the regular grocery shopping. And I don't eat bread a lot, not for any particular reason, besides for the fact that it is expensive and it goes bad fast if I don't eat it because I eat a gluten-free type of bread. And so I had some, but I used it and that was that. So I'm like, okay. So I don't have toast. What else are you going to make? And so she's like, uh, uh, like she's going through the cabinet. She grabs some rice cakes and she's like, I can make you this. And I'm like, I don't want rice cakes with breakfast. Like I eat them for snacks every once in a while. So I was like, you can make me some grits. How about that? So of course she's never made grits before. And so I have to kind of walk her through the process, but the whole idea of her making breakfast was sweet. So I told her, I said, next time you want to do this, you actually have to plan out what you want to cook. You have to make yourself a menu. So you make sure that you have all the ingredients. So it was a lesson 
for her in the moment. Uh, but it was helpful. Like she did most of the work while I was able to do something else. Um, then we watched Encanto together. Yes, I am just now watching Encanto. I do not have Disney Plus. I have all these other subscriptions and, you know, I can't have all of them. Um, but I bought the movie off of iTunes. Oh, it was an incredible movie to watch. It's funny because my girls have been watching the music clips to it. So they're like guessing at what's happening. And I'm like, can we just sit and watch the movie and actually see what happens? Um, I mean, that that was kind of the day. And then they started becoming annoying <laughs> little brats. Um, because that's what children do. I mean, mine anyway. So, you know, I enjoyed the time that I had that was peaceful. Let's see. What am I watching? I don't know if you find any particular, like, joy behind what I'm watching. But I'm going to tell you because... I actually find enjoyment watching TV. Um, it's, it is something that I have grown to like primarily because I've found more enjoyable TV shows to watch. Um, I do love reading. And so sometimes I'll just go in these like stages where I sit and read a lot. And then sometimes I sit and watch TV a lot. And I find that the better the script is and the characters are that I get sucked in. So um, I just got finished watching the first three episodes of Staircase on HBO. And if you haven't seen the documentary, the documentary is actually on Netflix. I believe it came out a few years ago. I can't remember exactly what year the documentary came out now I want to go look it up and the reason I know about the documentary is because another friend of mine who also loves tv um was like you should watch this documentary and you're not going to believe how it ends. And so I was actually in disbelief of how the documentary end. I was like, no, this can't be so. And I mean, if you haven't watched it, then you should like, if you plan on watching it, fast forward. But I mean, it's a true case. So it's a documentary, obviously. So it is, you know, real footage of a man who is accused of killing his wife after she falls down the stairs. And because of her autopsy, they think she was murdered. But outside of that, nothing really fits of like the motive he would have to kill his wife. Like everything else kind of doesn't fit the DA or the prosecutor kind of puts things in to fit because they think he's guilty. So they're going to work the case to make it fit. Now, what HBO has done, has done is they're 
adding in things that wasn't in the documentary or wasn't told. And I mean, I could tell like episode one, I was like, wait, that wasn't in the documentary. So is this like more dramatized? (laughs) And then when I went to actually like look up, they're saying that they're actually putting in information that was untold. It's kind of like a bonus on top of the documentary. So I'm interested to see where this show is going to go. The sad part about some of these HBO things, they're highly good. They're really, really good. They're highly good. They're really good. But they're short series. I don't know how many episodes this uh, limited series is going to be. But, you know, we know it doesn't last forever like um, some of the Netflix series that have 20 episodes and have like six series to watch. The other short series that I'm watching is We Own This City. It's about the police officers in um, Baltimore, Maryland that basically are pieces of shit. (laughs) They uh, are stealing money They are harassing citizens in Baltimore, primarily because from the top down, it's arrest everybody and crime will go down. Like they have no real strategy to reduce the crime, which we know if you actually educate people, have jobs available, um, have things for them to do, such as parks and career development, ways to get people into things but they don't have that. And so people result to crime because they want to take care of their families. They have to live somehow. Um, but the police are basically doing lazy work and saying, hey, in these high crime areas, if anybody is out, arrest them all and then we'll sort through it later. It's basically about the corruption of the police officers in Baltimore. The craziness of it is because they actually get Maryland actors because Maryland natives have Maryland accents. Actually spent some time living in Maryland for, well, I was in the DMV area and that's uh, DC, Virginia, Maryland um, area for about seven years. And you can tell someone who comes from Baltimore because of the way they speak. So they have some of the same actors and actresses from The Wire. So when you see the show, you're like, oh, that face is familiar. There is one character that was a bad guy in The Wire or a drug dealer in The Wire, and now he's a cop. And it's like, uh, I don't know how to process this. And what am I watching right now? How is this happening? So the first I'm like, my brain's not computing what's on the screen. This dude is a drug dealer. How is he a cop now? But it's actually really good. But it's only six episodes. We're only we're already on episode two. It's so good. I'm going to be sad when it's over because the wire lasted forever and I still miss the wire. So 
Maybe I'll go start watching it after <laughs> we own this city goes away. All right, so let's drive into what is happening on the internet. Now, this part of the show or this segment of the show will be all over the place. I just want to forewarn you, sometime it is going to be about a running topic, but basically it's what makes me giggle or makes me think or makes me have some kind of reaction of what's going on in the internet. And this past week, it's been kind of like, what the fuck on the internet? (laughs) The one being Road versus Wade, possibly getting overturned by the Supreme Court because a draft was leaked of this decision. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. And people have been unpacking it day after day after day. I mean, there's so many things to be said. But because I want to keep this show short, I'm going to talk about one thing that I saw on the internet. And it was actually a post by another life coach that I follow. If you didn't know, I am a certified life coach. Now, his post read, men shouldn't make laws about women's bodies. And it said that over and over again in his square on Instagram. And then his caption read, is it possible to be pro-life and pro-choice? If so, that's what I am. And it goes on to say more things, but it just made me think of something that I always used to have. It's something that I would always say in conversations when talking about abortion. Now, typically I would have these conversations with men. Like, I don't know too many women that have had conversations about pro-life or pro-choice. But I used to always say, I'm pro-life for myself, meaning I could never see myself getting an abortion. Now, I typically never say never because I have never been in a situation where I wanted to have an abortion or I wanted to make that choice to have an abortion. My oldest, I had him one month and a day. Well, actually 30 days, 30 days before my 23rd birthday. And I was a senior in college. I was on a track scholarship. And it was one of the toughest decisions I had to make in my life. Actually, I had already made that decision once I found out I was pregnant. But there were people around me telling me what my choice should be. And so when I say I'm pro-life for me, it's just, you know, I could never see myself getting an abortion, but I have never been put in that situation. And then I always retort back, but I'm pro-choice for every other woman. And to say that is just to say they can make whatever decision they want to about their body. It is not my decision on whether they should have a child or not. You can't force 
someone to have a child. And I saw another post, a tweet. Now, I didn't go look up and see if this tweet was legitimate. I believe it was. And let me see if I took a screenshot of it because I did want to talk about it. And now I don't think I did. But it said something to the fact of uh, force, force birth is a loaded word. Nobody is forcing you to have sex with them. And the person, you know, replied back forth force sex is a little cringy what else could we say or something to that nature it was like a play on words that women can be raped like that is not something that is shocking and that is fourth sex you not allowing a woman to have an abortion is a forced birth like how is that not computing for men because these are men having these conversations so it goes back to the first post where even in that comment section people were saying laws shouldn't be made about bodies at all i wonder if i did a google search would i find laws about men and their reproductive system Is there a law where men have to wait to a certain age to get a vasectomy? Because I know there's laws around women getting their tubes tied before a certain age. So you're taking all these control systems out of place, but you're not putting anything into place to make the outcomes better. You're not saying, okay, we're going to provide more access to birth control. We're going to provide more sex education. Because I know I grew up in the era of abstinence is best. But nobody told me about the other options about condoms and birth control and having those conversations. Because typically when you're in the act, men don't want to wear condoms. I could, (laughs) listen, I could name off almost every encounter that I've had with a man and him and his excuse about wearing a condom and me being lucky enough to be on birth control because that's usually the first question. Are you on birth control? That's none of your business. Put a condom on. Because let's throw getting pregnant out of the equation. I don't know what kind of STIs you have, but that's all men care about is if I'm going to get you pregnant. But all these men are out there saying nobody's forcing you to have a baby. The hell you ain't. (sighs) So... I just have so many emotions around this topic and it drives me crazy that men get to decide about a woman's health. And I remember having this conversation with another man, even about rape or incest and how it is such a small number. And in my head, I was thinking, Who the fuck cares if it's a small number? 
So you making those small numbers of incidents, making them have babies, reliving that trauma every day. They have to see their, listen, I knew at 22 that I was responsible enough to take care of a kid. That was my choice. It was my choice to have that kid because there were people telling me to get an abortion. And my choice was to tell them no. And a man was one of them. So I find it interesting that men are like, "Mm, you sure you want to have that baby? But at the same time, they're quiet right now. And that kind of goes into our next topic. Kevin Samuels passed away. And if you don't know who he is, he is a YouTuber. He is known for his random shenanigans of degrading women, but especially black women on his YouTube channel. And when he passed, people were saying women, black women, were rejoicing in his death. Now, you will have some people saying, yes, I'm glad he's gone because he was so disrespectful to black women where I could care less because there will be another man doing the same shenanigans. Now, in that same breath, I have empathy for his mother. So I do hope his mother finds peace in the passing of her child. The ironic thing behind his death, he would talk about women's weight. And I remember having this conversation about beauty standards and health around women's weight. And as someone who is from the fitness industry and work with many different bodies, I know the way someone looks doesn't depict their health. Now, the tweet that I saw on the internet was, saw someone say they can't believe Kevin Samuels died because he looked so healthy and well-kept. Are y'all okay? What does how someone look on the outside have to do with death? Something is wrong with y'all and I want better for us. That is the constant message. You have to be thin to be healthy. Kevin Samuels was a thin man, but weight doesn't depict health. I'm trying to think. I think this was top model. I watched like many, many moons ago. And one of the contestants on the show was like, I'm skinny fat, meaning she was thin, but her insides and her mind was fat because she was out of shape or couldn't do some of the things that what we see particularly thin bodies do. Just because somebody is thin doesn't mean they're healthy. And just because somebody has a larger body doesn't mean they're unhealthy. We have to unwash our minds on these depictions of health because a look does not equal health. Blood pressure, cholesterol, those things depict health. Somebody did a study on the same type of bodies and said, hey, if you have this BMI, you're considered overweight and you might die from heart disease. 
but you have to look at who the study was done on. It was done on a whole bunch of European bodies. So when you start putting other cultures into it, it doesn't really equate that way. But because that is the message that is continuously pushed out, that is what we get. And people think because you eat a certain way that you're also unhealthy. All those things don't intermingle that way. I always say moderation. So if you do something in excess, sure, you can have health problems. If I sat every day and had a Snickers and a Diet Coke every day, multiple times a day, that could lead to health implications. But if I had a Snickers every once in a while and a Diet Coke maybe once a month, not the same health implications of every day, twice a day. But we like to think that some is all. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It could be somewhere in the middle. And we forget that people live in the middle. Let's get on to the run. Today we are talking about body weight strength. Now, I think this is highly underrated. I remember a time I went to sub at a different location. So when I worked for a contractor company, we would fill in at different locations if needed. And I went to this building was another government building. I don't even remember the building. I could see it in my head. But it was my first time subbing there. They didn't know who I was. They asked, like, what what equipment do we need? I was like, nothing. We're not going to use anything. And you should have saw their face. First of all, people who exercise a lot, they want the same instructor that they know. They don't want anybody new. They might walk out the door if you're not their favorite instructor It's not personal, it's them, it's not you. But also, when you come in and do something that they're not used to, they were so skeptical skeptical of this class that I was about to have them do with only their body weight. One woman told me, we gonna let you know if your class ain't good. And I said, okay, I'm here for the constructive criticism, but it's gonna be good. When I left, they were like, you can come back anytime. You can anytime you want to. Even if we don't need a sub, you can come back. Because I know how to program. I think I've said that before. But if you're coming into the weight room for the first time, it could be a lot. It could be intimidating. I remember in college, this was so wrong of me, but I did it so... It is what it is. I am not the person I was in my past. But my freshman year, I remember going around looking to see what the athletic weight room looked like. There was at least two weight rooms on campus. One was for staff, but also students. It was smaller. (laughs) We used it a lot in our exercise science program. And it had a lot of selectorized machinery. But then you had the big gym, which was used for all athletics. And after a certain hour, it was open to all students and staff. 
the first day we went in there, there were some girls in a Valora jumpsuit. <laughs> it was the early 2000s, so Valora sweatsuits were in with big hoops on. They had their cell phones on their hips because, you know, we still had flip phones back then. Lip gloss popping, hair just fresh. It was a fresh wrap, combed down. Cause they was hunting. They they were looking for whoever was looking for them. And I went in teasing them. I mean, they were smart. They knew where to go. <laughs> but they had no idea what they were doing when they were in there. And I was teasing them because I was 18, whatever. <clears throat> now, you might get that feeling that somebody is watching you and laughing at you. Most of the time, not, not. I mean, I was 18. You had a whole bunch of 18, 19 year olds. That's what we do. I'm approaching 40. I am not looking at anybody in the gym. I go, well, I don't have a gym membership anymore. But when I used to, I would go work out. Now, if I saw somebody doing form wrong, I would have this internal conversation. Do I say something? Do I not say something? I'm, I'm going to get cussed out. <laughs> so I'm going to just let it go. But you should say something because what if they get hurt? Maybe that's it. But nobody is judging you. And if they are, it's because they have their own self-esteem issues. So... Maybe you're not ready to go into the weight room and that's okay because body weight can be done at home where no one is watching you, no one is judging you and you can start getting into your comfort zone. Also for travel, you can travel with your body. You don't have to pack a whole bunch of different types of tubes and elastic bands. They're great. We're going to talk about them later, but you don't have to worry about any of those things if you have your body to work out with. The other thing, you can see what your body is capable of. So sometimes we see people do different things and you think to yourself, I can't do that. There's no way my body can do that. But you don't know until you try. And if you're at home, no one can judge you for trying something. And then you know if your body can do it. And then if your body can't do it, you can continuously practice doing said thing until you could do it. Another good thing is to use body weight to see if you are ready to come back from an injury. So I'm dealing with a whole bunch of issues, mainly on my left side. My left side is extremely tight for some unknown reason. We're digging. We're digging in the sand. Hopefully we're getting closer. But I asked my PT when can I at least start running again? How do I know my body is ready to run? And he said, if you can do 10 clean single leg squats. Now, what he means by clean is that there is no strong variation to my knee going in or out. My foot is stable on the ground. My ankle has good mobility. My hip is actually going back and down my back is staying in a neutral position. So this is something that you could detail for yourself with just using your own body weight. So the reason we want to lift 
with our body weight is because one, running with imbalances can cause injury. We kind of talked about this in the last episode. If that knee is going into the center line, guess what? Every time you take a running step, that knee is going in. And over time, something is going to get hurt. So you want to start strengthening the muscles that is allowing your knee to go in. Because that just means there's some muscle that isn't activating when you're doing that squat. So you're like, okay, I get it. I can travel with my body. I can discover what my body is capable of. I can see if I'm injury free. I can fix these imbalances. So where do I start? For runners, I would suggest starting with squats, lunges, and plyometrics. For easy thing, you can go to my YouTube episode it's linked in the show notes and I have this amazing strength program that you use your body it's geared towards beginners and I coach my friend through the workout it's her YouTube show I'll link it in the show notes go check it out and start from there but we're going to talk about some top form cues the first thing we're going to start from the ground up You want to make sure that all four corners of your foot is on the ground. You do not want your heels to lift off the ground. If they are, you can check your ankle mobility or work on your ankle mobility. And I'm working on some of these things for reels on Instagram. If you're not following me, you need to be doing that. Second, you want to make sure that your knees are in line with the second and third toe. So you don't want your knee coming into the center line or going out to the side. The third thing, you want to make sure that you're having neutral hips. That means that your hips are not um, shifted. Uh, One hip is up, one hip's down, or that it's not posteriorly or anteriorly tilted too much you can tell if your back has a large arch or if your back is um, very flat the fourth thing you want to make sure that your shoulders are relaxed so making sure that they're pulled down and away from the ears the fifth thing is a neutral neck not looking down not looking too far up keeping that eyesight out and in front keeps that neck nice and long and you're not adding extra strain or tension on that neck. Now, when it comes to reps for body weight, you can do time. So anywhere between 30 and 45 seconds, but you want to make sure that you are holding good form. So what does that mean? And you're like, I need 30, 30 air squats, but your knees are starting to go in on 17 and then 18. You need to stop. Because that means your body is fatigued, the muscles are no longer activating, and you need to rest. My favorite thing is to combine body weight and plyometrics. This is how, this is the sneaky thing I did. So remember the class that I told you we just did body weight? I like to do 10 air squats and then 5 squat jumps. So that's where I suggest that you start for your body weight. 
Again, check out that YouTube episode. It is a great strength training for runners. Really work on those form cues because once you start moving your body well without weight, it will do the same thing with weight. And you're just going to be surprised what your body can do once you know what your body can do. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. Next week, we're going to talk about using bands because I think that's the next best step after body weight. So now we have reached the finish line. So that is the end of our race. And I'll see you back next week. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk More Confidence. If you enjoyed today's podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to share with your friends. Let's keep in touch. Visit my website, aliyahirvin.com, or find me at the gram at Confident Aaliyah. Remember, confidence is a state of being. Until the next time.